0: what's going on everybody? Welcome back to we're another sure. Serious angle podcast. A little bit of a different video for you guys today. Uh we posted the uh, we're going to post the podcast. Yeah, we're going to post the audio to this as well. Yeah. We're, we're posted Fair. to the YouTube channel. So if you guys highly encourage you watching this one because we're actually going to show you obviously the baits. I mean, you, you clicked on this so you know what the title is. Um so we'll be showing these baits on camera. So if you guys want to go and check them out.
1: Uh, if you're lucky, e- we yeah. might give you a little description how we were using them, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I think we can give a good, maybe not like a in-depth secretive, but like give some details, some context as to why we had it in our hands. Because what we're going to do is we're going to show you guys our top five baits from 2020. And this is actually kind of harder than we thought. It sounded like a great idea, but when we're actually thinking about it, we're like, wait. <laughs> like We had a lot more in our hands than we realized. But to the best of our ability, we took five baits that, we thought were most useful for us in 2020 that we used the most, and uh, pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to go through from five to one. Is basically from it, it's going to increase with the amount, like the, the the span of time of year that we had this either on the deck or you know behind for me, for instance, in Akai behind me, ready to go one around the water. So the amount of usage we got out of these baits. So I, I definitely confused the hell out of you right there, but it's going to increase with the amount of usage that we had. Uh, so like number one will be most used, most versatile, probably caught the most fish on it for that year. Um, but pretty much what Andy and I are doing today is we're going to show you guys our top five baits for 2020. And uh, like we'd mentioned to you guys, not only just podcasts we're going to be posting for 2020, we want to get into show you guys some fishing videos. So some on-the-water stuff, some actual in-action fishing clips, but also we want to do these, these quick videos here where it might be 10, 15 minutes long going into you know different subjects, different topics uh, that we might have where you know either Andy and I will show you like today, top five baits. We might go into a certain technique. Uh, we might even have a quick video where we invite another guest on to talk about a certain technique. Or you might listen to Andy and I argue for twenty minutes about a topic because we we
1: do argue a lot yeah. about rods and reels and line bait colors. It's kind of funny if you're yeah, ever, we have
0: very <laughs> we fish similar, but we all seem like in the same sense we fish a lot, like almost opposite. But I think that's why we work together pretty well.
1: Yeah, so we can kind of feed and go oh, from yeah. there. So we
0: yell at each other a lot. Not really, yeah, but we argue, like, your quotes, argue a lot. It's more of an, an intense, intense debate. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, what it comes down to is nobody's wrong. Everybody has their own way of doing things. Yeah. But if you can build off of each other's momentum, you can really ultimately put the perfect puzzle together for that day, hopefully.
0: Right. And I think the important part, too, is, like, people will – bounce the stuff off each other and be like, nah, dude, I don't like that or whatever. But I think the important part, and I think that's something we do is we are open to trying the other's viewpoint. And also like, I know I do, I do it way more than than you because I know you're right way more than I am. Cause you've been, you've been around the block a lot longer than I have. So I'm like yeah. it's willing to say I'm wrong. Let me try it. You're right. Saying you're right. is pretty important. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's a, it's a hard thing for people to say sometimes. It's like, God damn it, he's right again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't think I'm right all the time because we definitely have our mistakes or whatever. Right. But wait, Did you hear me there by any chance? Hear you what? Okay, good. Me talking. Well, Siri popped up for whatever reason on the computer. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't sure that. if you heard me. <laughs>
0: No, I wish Siri. Siri can be our guest. She'll be our co-host for today.
1: That's why I was like, "Did you hear me?" Because also I get the square and it's like typing out everything I'm saying. I'm like, "What the hell?"
0: (laughs) No, I didn't hear that. My bad. You're good. But uh, yeah, how do we want to do this, dude? Do you want to do your five first, my five second, or my five first, or do we want to go five five four four? I think five
1: five four four three three two two. Yeah. All right. My two one is going to be hard because little prelude here. One of the baits I won quite a bit of money on this year in one tournament in a team tournament in the other bait. I was able to put a string of top three finishes together on. So I don't know which one I want to go one and two. Yeah. That's my my big decision.
0: This is a pretty tough decision, but it's, and we'll probably like end up, this will be entirely different
1: next year or Oh, I'm sure it will be, because it's New York State, and it changes
0: every year. It's freaking much. It's frustrating. It is what it is. But yeah, you want to go first?
1: Sure. Okay, number five. We'll hop right into it. I don't know if you guys can see it. This is a Baby Bass Rico, Labino Rico. This is probably my my favorite topwater bait. I use this a ton first thing in the morning or when it gets really sunny, flat skies out. And if I can see bait fish like popping on the surface, a lot of people put it away. Once the sun comes up, I always have a top water on my deck and I've caught a lot of key fish this year on this bait in some tournaments. So it, especially in large mouth.
0: Yeah. Wasn't it Bertrand? We were talking about how you always have that and you've caught some key fish in the afternoon on that. bait. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And actually, there was, a, there was a tournament this year that Andy, it was two separate tournaments with same body of water, same day, where Andy and I were sharing a body of water. We were throwing, I, I was throwing, what was it? I was throwing a Mega Bass Pop Max, and you were throwing the Rico, and you caught better fish and more fish, I think, than I did.
1: And my partner, unfortunately, lost a bunch, but he looked right. like seven or eight in the morning, and they were all good ones that did just came off for whatever reason but yeah. we found I schools
0: mean, that no one else found out there but it was like, fun but like they were we just couldn't find the winning fish. i mean you found mm-hmm. winning fish later but they just weren't winning fish unfortunately <laughs> otherwise we would have had a blast all day long
1: yeah, yeah. so yeah. let's see your number five buddy yeah
0: my, my number five is a bait i'll just i'll put it up to the screen right here it is a strike king red eye shad i know it's a very simple bait very popular bait but uh, for me, from ice out—not wouldn't say ice out—but from when that forty-degree mark to probably you know near a couple of weeks, getting into almost spawn, uh, I, this was my my mainstay for this this past spring, especially cold water. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, I, you guys will be throwing you know these flat sides, like a uh, like a Berkeley frit side, for example. Uh, and essentially, I was kind of working it just like that. But the one thing that I found that's with more of an advantage for me is I wanted a louder knock. You can see how you can hear how loud that is compared to a fritz side, which isn't loud. It's more of a subtle presentation. Now you would definitely, you definitely got bit. i got, I got bit on the fritz side cause I threw it. But for me, that trap, for some reason I got more bites and more quality bites. Uh, even in that cold water, basically what I did was put, making sure there was nose first. I was fishing over a rock and just digging the nose and dirt and just basically feeling every rock I'm taking over. And you just get thumped.
1: How yeah. many? How many did you lose? I did lose a lot.
0: I did lose. I swapped them out. Uh, these are actually, I think they're not what I want them to be. But I think these are mustads, actually. So probably I why I did lose lose some fish. Let's see if I can. This oh, one yeah. might
1: actually be stock. I can't remember. Those aren't stock, but I think they might be mustads. Whatever they are, they look like you've bent them a little bit.
0: Oh, they've seen a lot of use, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, basically, towards nearing the end of it, I was just kind of lazy and I didn't really swap out the hooks. But they'll they'll have some new owner some new owner STXs on them for this coming season. But that one was uh, that caught me a lot of big fish. I had I caught, I think I had four days in a row of twenty five pounds on just that thing alone. One six pounder, a lot of five pounders. Caught a uh, five, five, four or five, five smallmouth on that as well. Nice. Yeah. Like I, 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 a ridiculous amount of fish on this thing. I basically didn't need to throw anything else. But I do have a bait yeah. later that actually is my number one that I didn't go to that. And that's where I caught some megas this spring.
1: But all right, let's see your number four. The single swimmer. Um, there are multiple different brands. This one here is a WFO. Um, there's Kitex. Pretty much they're all good smallmouth magic. This one's a 4.8. It's not one that I really threw, but it's the one I had out of a package playing around with it. Um, when I was fun fishing this fall and last spring, I would say probably 95% of the smallmouth I caught was on a single swimmer. Mm-hmm. Didn't really throw it much in tournaments, but for fun fishing, I caught a lot of fish. And it's not a bait that I ever really threw much. So I really devoted myself to learning how to use it. I got I'm down to about four colors I like to have now. Mm-hmm. So this one's probably number one. Yeah. Of course, smallmouth magic.
0: Yeah. I think that bait is pr- alone is probably the one bait that'll get bit literally year round. Mm-hmm. Obviously, cooling ice, but like, yeah, I mean, pretty much from ice out till you know, even from ice out, say thirty six, thirty seven degrees till however hot you want to get, you'll get bent on that thing. You will Heck yeah. you won't catch fish, and that's why a lot of guys use it as a search bait. So, which leads me to my number four, and I kind of cheated for number four. I have the same concept, but there's two different times a year or different. Different ways in which I threw it. It would depend on conditions, but the same, same. I guess genre you want to call it, but it's basically a mega bath magdraft. And this is a Savage Gear Shine Glide. The tail's broken off. That is uh, R.I.P. to a Chickamauga bluff wall. Went straight, <laughs> cast a little too far, knocked them straight into the bluff wall, knocked the tail off. Not but, good. Uh, yeah, Fifty cents later, we'll get it fixed. But basically, what I did, my my basically my whole concept of this is early, like in spring, I was basically going to the, the paddle tail, the mag draft more in the springtime. And then the, the glide bait, I would use it when it was calm and sunny. Cause that's how you can provoke a lot of big fish to kind of come out and just you know, give it some attention. And that's how these, these are my mainstays for practice. If I wanted to find where big fish are, that's just, I wasn't going to catch them like you could, but if I didn't want to catch them, but if I wanted them to show themselves, I would go to these different swim baits, glide baits, but uh, the glide bait is more of a fall bait when it comes to swim bait game, at least from my knowledge. Now I can be entirely wrong, but this is kind of what I've accumulated thus far. Um, like this is something I threw down at Chickamauga, caught a five pounder down there on that. But it's, it's one where I get the, the paddle tail is one I threw in the spring, at least up here in the fall time. I think it's time for the glide bait just because of the different presentation. It seems to be more effective, but it was. These are always tied on. One or the other was always tied on during practice. And I did compete in a fair amount of tournaments this season, so that's why I chose that for my number four. Because, like I said, you might not catch a lot of fish on them. If you do, they're generally very big fish. They're very good fish for what you you're know, what you're after. But as a practice bait, it's a great search bait because it does make big fish come out of their out of hiding essentially and and show themselves. So. One hundred percent. Yeah, better drink, Rich. If you're if you're watching. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
1: This one is a little bit of a shout out to Rich here. This is a Bass Tech football jig. Um, is that a net bait on the back? Is that a pack no, crawl? it's actually um a Venom Dream Craw. Interesting. I really I really like this trailer on a football jig, just because kind of slows it down so depending on the way you're fishing it it'll slow it down on the hop this is a half ounce it's tungsten it's got some Mm -hmm. rattles in it but um circling back to a tournament that me and bailey fished the same day but two separate trails he was in a kbf derby i believe and i was fishing a uh, buffalo team trail event on a certain body of water and i ended up catching the rest of our limit on this fishing um just basically a rocky vein mm-hmm. on a certain part of the bay that was on a hard weed edge and then a rocky vein. And uh, I don't know, I think Bailey watched me catch like a five, a three and three quarter, and maybe even a four. So, a oh, yeah, <laughs> and, in and like, like a 10-minute stretch. I think mm-hmm. Bailey was like 20 yards away maybe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was throwing drop shot, catching freaking – Two pounders, and Andy was cleaning the house with the with the football jig.
1: I don't know if it was your forest, but one of you was like, "Why are you throwing that thing?" <laughs> or Is somebody
0: because I would not question a football jig
1: ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that moment very vividly. That was that was good time.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, number three. What's yours? Number
0: three for me. Probably not a shocker to many. Uh, but I, I list it on here because it's definitely easily one of my favorite baits, as bite-wise, because it's a lot of fun. But it's also very versatile, like the man Jackhammer. But that t- new trailer is one that's, I, th- I believe, is new to this year. Let's get that to focus here. New to this year, and that is a big bite Baits Kamikaze Swim-On. And what's kind of cool is like, it, like it. It I'll say it does get annoying because you get your hook stuck in those little holes, but it creates like a bubble trail for anybody that listens to BTL. They know what I'm talking about. Cause I've talked about this, but it's really cool. Different bait. It's kind of like a, like a razor shaft from Z-Man, but it's a little bit crazier action. Um, and I, I, like that for the trailer, but the, the Jackhammer itself is one I actually had on in colder water too, which we were talking about offline a little bit here, colder water chatter bait can be very, very effective. Um, but for me, it's a great way to cover water, especially shallow water. This is a three-eighth ounce, but my favorite way to throw it is a three-quarter ounce or to an ounce, and throw it in deep, deep grass, like twenty-five to thirty foot of grass. That's where I love to throw it, just because <laughs> the lights are just absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: yeah, that's something
0: I don't normally see. Exactly. So, but you got an, it's, and I don't mind putting that out there because you got to be very smart with how you're presenting it. If that makes any sense, but I don't know that. That was my that was my three. What's your number two, which I think is the biggest dilemma for you?
1: <laughs> decisions, decisions. I'm staring at them and I don't know which way to go. Do you want me
0: to go first? Uh,
1: mm, no. No, he's decided. I mean, I'm just going on a whim here.
0: I hear pl- I hear plastic rattling and rattles. Um oh, okay. my
1: number two i decided to go with the five inch yamamoto senko
0: Yimamutau.
1: we had a poll up this last week and <laughs> i had a feeling the yamamoto senko would win yeah. um it, was, it, came
0: not, to, it came down to the senko and in the, the max sent in general and senko blew everybody away
1: i do throw the max in general a lot because I there's certain things I do with that, and then with the Yamamoto Senko, I mostly Texas rig it and fish it behind people that are flipping jigs and beaver style baits, and I find myself catching way more fish. So I'm very specific to the way I fish it. It drives Bailey nuts. He laughs at me all the time. and makes fun of me, but um, it works. It works in West New York club. Derby, I was able to – me and my partner were able to do very well on it. We didn't win any tournaments, but we had a lot of consistent top threes, fishing behind people, flipping Senkos, and I don't know what he was using, but I was using the Yamamoto Senko. But we were able to catch a lot of fish doing it.
0: That's what he was throwing the day we had the same derby with each other. He was jacking smallmouth on it out the back.
1: Oh, Jeff. Yeah, he, he was... I was talking about Brandon, but Jeff in oh. uh, Jason's Trail, he's a Yamamoto guy. But Brandon, he might have been using Lunker Logs because he's a Guggen favorite person. Oh, okay. Yeah, so...
0: They didn't do too hot in that poll. No, I think they had like seven votes out of like 90. Yeah. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I... I've never tried them, so I can't really truly judge them. I just fish what I have confidence in.
0: Yeah, so hey, you won't catch me. But my number two is a good old flatworm. Uh, I fished a lot of smallmouth this year, uh, more than I ever had, especially big water smallmouth. Uh, tried to switch gears and learn as much about smallmouth as I could, and. It's no secret whatsoever that the flatworm has become the most popular and may- maybe most effective, I could say, bait for smallmouth, and Pays that's the bait that I caught the most fish on for smallmouth this year. That was it. it kind of it proved itself where there was a specific time where you now Jeff and I were out, we were fishing, and I was using another bait that was not Maxent that I found to be effective in other areas, but I literally dropped it right next to him and like three out of every four he got cru- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time where we were out uh, on Lake Ontario and we saw a fish on his panoptics, and I, he wasn't in the, his line was not in the water yet. I had cast him my bait. That was not a max scent. It was not a flatworm towards this fish, watching the bait go down to the fish, watching the fish turn its head, go towards my bait and then in that instance, Jeff had dropped down, completely different side of the boat, and the fish stopped in its tracks and turned around and went towards the max scent, and it's a six-pounder.
1: <laughs> you uh, do, like, okay, <laughs> You don't have to tell
0: me more. Like that's It's proven. It's <laughs> All the proof I need. <laughs> that is my so,
1: so on the grand scheme of things, I have been stocking up on flatworms. For I usually buy like ten to fifteen packs at a time. So when everyone went through the flatworm dilemma, I think I still had like ten bags of the non-good colors. And when I say Mm -hmm. not good colors, they're still very good, and I still caught a lot of fish on them. Mm -hmm. But they're very there's like two colors that that just are the best, like the meats and potatoes of the world, and now i have a bunch of them so next year watch out there's still shortages due to covid I... <laughs> <laughs> between me bailey jeff and maybe even dustin we might have like a third of the u.s supply of <laughs>
0: They have like a group chat that's like, hey, they're here, go buy, them, go.
1: They're <laughs> gone in 30 seconds. Literally,
0: like within a, I think it was probably like a minute, minute and a half of you telling me that they were on Taco Warehouse. I was
1: like, <laughs> Yeah. Ordered.
0: Gone. <laughs> Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: I'll take that.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that, with that being said, that's your number one. Oh yeah. No flatworms. I would say
1: they've been my number one for at least two years now.
0: Heck yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, easily best drop shot bait that I've ever used. You
1: yeah. know, and it's funny, they're not even a good drop shot bait. When you If you put them in a pool and you watch it sink, if you hold your line neutral so it's not taut, um, you could take like a rain's bubbling shaker or... Um, There's a couple other ones, like Z-Man. They'll Mm -hmm. actually stay horizontal in the water and, like, levitate. That Maxent literally just does this. (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't do anything that you think a drop shot bait will do. It looks horrible in the water, but they munch it for whatever reason.
0: Uh, It's the Maxent, dude. (laughs) Like, it didn't matter. I had one that was mangled to crap from nose hook in it, and I literally was just like, "Screw it!" I freaking wacky rigged it, hooked it in a random spot just out of curiosity. It didn't matter; they still ate did it hit the ground. Yeah, and it was gone. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's literally just the accent.
1: Yep.
0: All right, so my number one, and yes, we are affiliated with them, but this is not. This is, but is not a sponsor plug. If that makes any sense. Uh, and that is a queen tackle hammerhead jig. So it's basically a football. Let me see if I can get that nice and in the picture here. Can you see that clear enough?
1: Yeah, it's good. Let's
0: see if I, I get that big head in there.
1: So the hammerhead actually has a rattle in the head, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there is a rattle. Let's see if I can put it up by the microphone for you folks. Can you hear it? Okay. Yeah. Well, basically, you you have to get one. To actually hear the full effectiveness, but basically it's a different style head. Like I know Rich's Bass jigs; I've used them before. Great jigs, um, but the the Queen ones. Rich has ta- he has rattles on them, but they're below the jig, correct? They're like by the plastic.
1: They're gonna be right yeah. there. You two, to, uh, yeah, two rattle chambers on the rubber collar tie.
0: Yeah, which and I love Rich's jigs. But one thing I did notice is after a couple of fish, those rattles got moved around the head. The nice part with the hammerhead is those rattles are literally inside the jig head. Now mm. I don't think I caught the most fish on this this year, but when it came to having it literally in, like ready to go, it was ready to go from ice out till literally about to get ice right now. I had it on a couple of weeks ago, uh, yeah. and I got bit from that time frame it literally. Anytime there's open water, a football jig can get bit, and uh, that was the big, big one for me this year. I caught my PB smallmouth on it this year, this exact same head, just a different trailer. I just have a rage car on there on right now, but uh, which I think honestly, it kind of going on a rabbit hole here. But like favorite jig trailer is that that is that your favorite there that venom? No, no, is that it's just the
1: it's just the one that I use on this specific jig okay. because of the size of it. But um, I really have two, maybe three. I like the ridge craw, mm. the ridge chunk, and then a pocket chunk. Those right. are my three main jig trailers that I use. Yeah.
0: The uh, what is the chunk? Who makes? I think it's is it Yum or Z- I think it's Zoom that makes it. Where it's just like the two triangles in the back with the chunk. Mm-hmm. See, I don't. I I see guys catch fish on it on you know like watching YouTube or Bassmaster or whatever but like I look at that thing and I'm like how the hell do you catch fish on it? I just have no confidence in it. I just need I guess I need to try it. But I haven't had to use anything besides a rage crow. And that's pretty much my go-to but uh, this was the mainstay number one for me for twenty twenty was Hammerhead jig by Queen Tackle. And uh, I know I said it it is, but it isn't a nice sponsor plug. But that being said if you want 20% off, go over to Queen Tackle. I'm on the screen. Yeah. Serious Anger 20. You guys would like to get 20% off at Queen Tackle. Uh, he's, he's coming out with some sweet stuff. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but he's got some sweet stuff coming out. Some, like, very innovative, nobody seen yet. So it's going to be pretty sweet, pretty exciting. But I think that about does it. Like I said, we're gonna to hope to keep uh, making these videos for you guys coming here soon.
1: Let um, us know what you want to see too. We'll yeah, make it happen.
0: Exactly. Yeah. If there's topics, uh, techniques, baits, you know, a certain to- like very like a category of baits um, that you guys want us to go over, let us know in the comments. Leave a review. Let us know on social media. But uh, beyond that, dude, that's our that's our top five baits 2020. I think that about does it Thank for you. me. Thank you. Cool.
1: Sounds All good. right guys.
0: Appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, uh if you're still listening to this on the audio, I definitely do encourage you to go check it out on YouTube. But yeah. uh, without that
1: being without that being said, we'll see you guys next time.